The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here, your host of this week's podcast. Welcome one and all. You guys, you doing okay? You're just joining me. You've been here before. You're like, yeah, get over it, Sid. Get to the meat of the podcast. And for you just joining me, you're like, what's this podcast all about? What does approaching the natural mean? That doesn't sound committed if you're just approaching it. Why wouldn't you commit and go all the way? And I think if you go all the way, you should be committed. Boom, nailed it. Nailed it down and probably lost some new listeners in that one. That's okay. We're here. We're all here together. Secret handshake of small steppers is well intact. Um, but in all in all seriousness, uh, 42% seriousness, um, I don't think you can go all the way natural. It is about approaching the natural. This is a, a lifestyle podcast. This is a philosophy podcast. This is a way to approach your life podcast. The approaching the natural aspect of that is in each of, in, in every day that you live, every day, um, you're doing bringing in a little bit more of what's natural to us as a species in little bit little chunks, little amounts. That's my small steps uh, implementation uh, part of this uh, of this podcast. So, lest you think this is just you know wax and philosophic, it ain't. I mean, it is partially, but most of it, I would say, I don't know who knows percentages. It's it's ideas and it's implementation. I don't leave you hanging, set you up with some loftiness, and then go, hey, good luck with all that. Um, instead, I go loftiness, ideas, concepts. Oh, and here's how you get that rolling in your life day to day. I'm the day to day guy. That that's me. That's my. This is this podcast. I'm about the day to day. There's exciting, more. I would argue more exciting podcasts out there about uh, you know training for an ultra or marathon or 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 diet or or something that's a little more sexy. This is uh, not to you know squash those down. This is just in addition to that, but this is the baseline. Think about that way. I, that's what I've been talking about recently, like describing it. People go, what are you talking about? Really, what are you talking about? I go, this is a baseline podcast. This is to help you raise your, your day-to-day baseline, just what I call your most, what you do most of the time. Let's bring that up a few degrees so that day-to-day you're living better than you were before. It creates a good platform for you then from then to jump off and do a you know special diet or you want to try something or a fast or a cleanse or whatever. It ain't my bag necessarily, although kind of been talking about doing a, a four-day water fast just for fun. But again, I don't think that that's going to solve anything long-term for me. I think it's and it being an interesting thing for me to do. I've done them before. I want, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, and my judgment on that is not that they're bad or good. Why would I do it if I thought it was bad? I think it's super cool and what a great experiment. My issue is when people dive into those things thinking they're thinking they're going to solve some massive thing in their lives that, that that's going to really detox them f- forever because not it's just not what de- what does detox you what does keep you at a level of health and all the things that come along with that which is healthy weight low inflammation all the you know it, robust immune system what does yield that is is what you do day to day it is never going to be the two or three day thing or the even the four week or the 12 week or the whatever time if it's fixed it is going to be the totality of your day-to-day actions. And that's where my that's my thing. That's my focus when I come here every week is to just remind you that of all the sexiness out there, 
that you're diving into, and I'm not telling you not to. I am telling you, don't forget that your your health and happiness comes down to what you do most of the time. That's not going to be those one-offs. It's just not going to be. And so don't for, do those fun things. Train for the race. That's what I do. But I'm not going to do that and then just come back to a life of just misery and ill health. I want to come back to a life of where I've got a good, strong baseline, good, strong foundation so I can keep doing the cool stuff. Dig? Okay. Well, I just want to you know, make sure that that's, you know, you got that. Um, you know, I te- look, I'm a certified nutritionist. I teach healthy living classes at the um, and, and nutrition classes at the Stanford Inn. I do talks all over the country, uh, mostly at VegFest, but some corporate stuff too. And, and one of my messages that, I, that I'm going to sort of relate to you here is that it just seems to me, and, and, and for those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that I barely talk about food, and that's for a reason, and here is the reason. Because with all the time we spend thinking about and reading about food, and this goes definitely at veg fests where I talk just, just a lot of stuff about food. I mean, it's a veg fest. It makes sense, right? Got it. Um, but with all the time as a species that we think about food and read about food and research about food and tend talks about food, we should be in absolutely perfect condition as a species. We should just be kicking ass and taking names. We should be looking at gorillas and go, I bet you guys wish that you had the freaking inflammation that we have. And that would be kind of a waste of time because they wouldn't know what we were talking about. We would be pointing at them and that would be sort of aggressive and probably not a good idea. Okay, I don't want to get sued because somebody pointed in an aggressive way at a gorilla. I'm just saying we would be in great shape if, if it were about how much we know and think about food. We should be. You know, I love the word should, but we should be in an absolute peak condition as a species. We should be the most healthy and happy species given what we know. And yet, why aren't we? I mean, that, that, that's a, a really good question, isn't it? Because our inclination is, is, as we want to change our lives and improve our lives, is to, okay, well, let me do the research on that. Let me learn more and more and more. And I'm here to tell you that sometimes you already know enough at the point that you said, I want to improve my life. You probably already knew enough. What a convenient uh, distraction research can be. What a convenient distraction knowledge, more knowledge can be. Now, is it necessary? Of course. I'm not sitting here to go, don't learn anything. Of course. I'm saying I want to empower you to know when you know enough. Okay, I know enough. I know enough. That's not what's stopping me from being healthy. I know enough. What's stopping me are, is a much broader and much more complicated reality. And that is that the lives that we live, most of us in the modern world are very, very stress inducing. They're very out of control, unnatural, hence approaching the natural. They're, we're, we're fish out of water as a species. We really are. It's just, I mean, I, I to this day, and I've been doing this podcast obviously a long time, 212 weeks in a row, it, it, it baffles my mind how we can at one point, at one side, create a world that we live in and then be completely not at home in it. It's just a, it's such a weird thing, and I, I, it's like fascinating for me. We can build a, 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 an incredibly complex and brilliant civilization within which we have we we're fishing. We have no idea. We have we've lost the basic survival knowledge that we have deep down in us. We don't even have that. We're wandering around. We have no idea, most of us, how to sort of eke out a healthy and happy life. We don't. We're, we're having, you know, um, cravings and. And things that that we feel in our bodies, and, and it's and it's weird, and we're kind of getting to know ourselves after millions of years, like we're not quite there. And you know how I know that? You guys can say that's not true, Sid. And and you, I can just tell you that I can. And this is how I sort of talk about the pill issue in my in my, when I teach, is 
if if buying billions of dollars of pills and supplements worked, we again we'd be super happy and healthy. We we would be nailing that down, but we're not. And how I win that argument is to say, okay, regardless of what you say about how much we know how to do this and everything else, we're not doing that well. We're doing okay for some of us, but some of us not. If you're doing fantastically, don't listen to this podcast. I mean, you don't you don't need my help. You probably don't need anybody's help, and that's fantastic, amazing. But if you do, if you're struggling a little bit, know two things. One, you're not alone because as a species, we're struggling as a species. And no, also two, that I got a way out for you that I believe is a, a super effective way out. Again, if you don't agree with me, don't listen to this podcast. But I believe those two things. You're, we're all in it, man. And I've learned this more and more over the last about 12 weeks now after launching smallsteppers.com. Because I've gotten to be be able to really get deep with the, the members in the live Q&As and hearing those things. And it's just, it's I've said it before, I'm not going to go crazy on it, um, but we all have pretty much all in common stuff. I mean, it's just, it's not like people write their thing and I'm like, I think they feel a certain solace and they should that they're not an anomaly. Um, we're, we're dealing with the busyness of our lives. We're dealing with the struggle of 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 keeping hold and control of the life that we want to live amidst a lot of chaos and a lot of craziness. And and that is the the daily struggle that I am telling you ain't going to go away, but I am going to tell you how to do it better. Um, and so that's how that that rolls. But um, anyway, and, and on that note, smallsteppers.com is rolling. It's doing great. So if you guys want to go deeper on this, a 12-week program and all sorts of awesome stuff, just go to smallsteppers.com and check it out, okay? Um, I'm going to weigh in. Uh, well, one more thing. So what I was going to say is if you're if with with the amount of time that we're spending and thinking about food, um, we should be in perfect condition. I'll, I'll say this: either if you're not, then either you're spending too much time on reading and not enough time on implementation. Your your percentage of of attention to either or isn't quite in the right balance, or what you're reading isn't good. Maybe you read something that isn't actually that helpful for us as a species, and you're implementing it perfectly, and it's just not yielding uh, health and happiness for you. Uh, again, what I want to help everybody do that listens to this podcast and does, you know, connected to me in whatever of my ways that I am out in the world is to be empowered to know when you can ask that question, is this working for me and be able to answer it? No. And it's okay to not have to change that right then at that moment. But I think it's excellent to know this is not working for me. This, this thing is not working for me. So either I'm not spending enough time on how to actually live better not know how to live better, but live better. Or, man, all the stuff that I thought was true isn't working for me. And this this happens, you know, in the protein freaking stuff that drives me nuts. But plenty of people have said, where do you get your protein? And I'm looking at them and I'm going, you're out of shape and totally unhealthy. Why are you even asking me where I get my protein? What you're doing, and I'm assuming you're getting enough so-called protein because you're whatever, uh, chances are you're getting way more fat than protein, but don't get me started. Um, but whatever you're doing isn't working for you. Don't, 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 don't go to me. Don't attack me and, 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 and criticize me. I'm fine. I didn't start the freaking conversation. You started the conversation. Um, I was talking about recently, like when somebody talks about, asks me about food, like the protein thing or whatever, I now just say, I'm happy to answer that, but just for the record, you brought it up. I always say that now. I just go, by the way, you brought it up because I don't start the conversation ever. I don't go into a party and go, hey, listen, everybody gather around. I'm going to talk about where I get protein. Um, I just kind of eat food 
and stuff. And then people come up and go, oh, why aren't you eating that? Why aren't you eating that? What, where do you get, oh, you really? You eat that way? Why, where do you get your protein? I'm like, oh, I'll tell you, but just so you know, you brought that up, just lest we get into a thing where you think I'm standing on a mountaintop, you know, telling everybody how to live, because I ain't. Um, yeah, of course I have a podcast, but again, you can shut this off, right? I'm not like, again, it's, it's out there. Who listens to it? Who listens to it? I mean, I, I got nothing, but I have a solution. I think, I think I have a solution. I think it's a kick-ass solution. I've been getting amazing feedback for years now. And with the small severs thing, you know, if I have to hear another email saying that people aren't, you know, a member isn't feeling guilt as guilty as before and isn't beating him or herself up about it, I, it's like it's too much. You know why I don't want to, you know why I don't want to get another email like that? Because it makes me too happy. I feel like my head's gonna explode with joy. And I need I need my head to be intact because I've got children to raise in a marriage, and I can't do that without a head. So um all those people who are writing me emails and making me so freaking happy that I'm on the verge of tears all the time because they're not beating themselves up anymore and they're not feeling guilty, it's hard for me because my head's about to explode. So just hold off on those things, you guys. Okay? Good. Great. Um, okay, so I'll throw in one more quick announcement. Health made simple to meal plans kick ass. No meatathlete.com slash meal dash plan dash system. Health made simple. It's the small steps version, but totally in food. And that thing's been kicking ass too. We do live QAs every month and whatever. Um, bad announcements this week. I feel this is my announcements is a should. You know how I hate the word should? The announcements that I do every week, I feel like I should do them. And I hate that about I just don't, I'm, I'm in a I'm thing. But you know, look, I'm trying to make a living here as well, right? So this is that whole thing. Speaking of which, thank you everybody who has donated to the podcast, even a, literally a couple bucks a month. Some people, some people five a month, some people 10 a month. It adds up. It helps. It keeps me doing this. I'm not joking. When I need a freaking uh, tripod, I've got a little bit extra dough to spend on a tripod tripod for my uh, YouTube channel or some equipment for this podcast. It really is the real deal. I'm not going out and buying Rolls Royces with this. This is, a, this is the real deal. And if you don't want to support me or you don't think this is quite enough value for the support, and I totally get that, but throw it some to some podcaster's world because this is a medium that I really value and I never want it to go away. And all I want to do is make it easier for people to do this medium because it's freaking powerful and it's incredible. So um, however you want to spread any kind of dough to anybody, do it because it's super, super cool. And I do it myself. Okay, I'm not just, I, I, my big thing is I talk, I, I walk the walk way before I talk the talk. Got it? Okay. Um, Thought for Food Lifestyle, I was on their podcast, uh, Jackson and Aaron, and I mentioned it last week and it's launched. I'm only going to mention it one more time because the title card that they put up for the podcast, their for their episode, and I'm on it, talking about my new book, by the way, Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family. It's a healthy family's book, but why is it called Raising Healthy Parents? Because I think it's about you guys as parents turning your attention back to you at least partially or at least more than you may be doing as a way to make your own lives healthy and happy and for the betterment of you, of course, but also for the good of the kids. That's what I, that's the argument I make in that book, okay? That it's, it is about you and the example you set and don't put yourself on the back burner. Do not put yourself on the back burner. Not a huge surprise if you've listened to this podcast before. So they do the podcast and I'm the guest. And there's always like a little card, a little title image. And the image is so so disturbing and creepy that I've now looked at it multiple times. It's one of those things like you, it's the car accident on the freeway that you just want to drive by and you don't want to look at it and you're going to look at it and it, you're just going to keep looking at it. It's the YouTube video. Uh, it's the fail videos on YouTube. You just can't stop looking at it. Um, maybe nobody listened to their podcast because they just did not get past that title card. I don't know. All I'm saying is, 
just give it a whirl. Go to tfflifestyle.com. TFF, as in thought for food, lifestyle.com. You can listen all there. They're great guys, period. They're great guys. And it was a really good conversation between me and Aaron. And Aaron, is a, is a, he has a child already, two years old, but he just had a baby, month old. So he and his wife are literally with a month old. And I think when he interviewed me, he'd been up all night. Like it was right in the moment. So it was very cool to kind of get into that whole world uh, in the context of his whole life too. So <laughs> that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. So one more benefit, I will say, to uh, that question that I brought up in the beginning of this podcast, which is to sort of weigh maybe be empowered, hopefully through my help, I hope, uh, to to know when you've learned enough. I got, I got it now. Um, the good news is that you don't have to think about food all the time. And I want, you know, I just taught at this really awesome couple at the Stanford Inn. They were there for a, uh, you know, sort of a private retreat that you can do there. And by the way, go to stanfordinn.com. It's awesome. You can like set up your own private retreat no matter when you stay at the inn on yoga and cooking and nutrition and gardening, all this amazing stuff. But so they're there and we're doing this great class and they're super cool. Um, and I always have a good, like, it's great when they're, when I lock up with a couple, cause it's just, I feel like I'm hanging out and it's really fun and there's good information. And it's, it's great. But anyway, um, the, the deal is, is that, is that when you understand that, that there's, you probably know enough, number one, and number two, you don't need to read anymore to do extremely well. Uh, man, it frees up a lot of time. I mean, you really have a lot of time. Um, what is, what is debilitating for people in this day and age, um, I find in, the, in just the crazy amount of content that is out there. I mean, I'm one of these guys trying to sort of squeeze my way in in midst, you know, billions of other bits of content every day. It's exhausting. Um, but the lists are brutal. The, 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 that, that's clickbait, and I get it, and, it, and it's great, but you will rare is it you will find. I don't think I've ever done one where I go like top seven this or top ten this. I just don't play that game. It, I, I don't, it's a rough one for me because I, I, because it's not, again, the information is sound in many of them, not all of them, but it's sound in many of them. But I want there to be an extra little caveat at the bottom. And again, I don't speak Latin, so I think caveat means to farm. I don't actually know, but I think it sounds okay in this context, right? That says, listen, this is maybe a top seven, this may be a top 10, this would maybe the things that you should do in your, you know, eat every day, but not every day is okay. You know, like it's it's okay to to understand to put these in the context of your entire life, and don't don't try to do this at the expense of your happiness. You don't have to eat the same thing every day. You don't have to include this many ingredients every single day, or you're gonna die. It's just not a reality. It's just not a fact. I don't think there's enough support in the marketplace for people. I think there's enough information for people by far too much, in my opinion. I don't think there's enough support in the marketplace that says, listen, here's here's maybe a way to, to use this information in a way that actually benefits you. I think that's what's lacking, and that's why I come here every week. I'm just saying that's the deal. But one of the good news benefits of sort of towing that line for yourself, wherever that is for you. I mean, if you enjoy reading about nutrition, it's fun for you then you're going to read way more than somebody who I would advise not to read anymore because they know enough and they're just getting stressed out by it. Um, but whatever that balance is for you, either way, you don't really have to think beyond that anymore. It does free up time when you set a line and you don't cross that line for yourself. It's incredible. Um, at the point that you are not living well and don't feel well, maybe that's the time you bring in some more information. I mean, of course, right? You're not feeling well. Why isn't this working for me? Let me find out. And again, know, know yourself well enough to go like, oh, good, got that answer that sounds good to me. Now let me try that for a while. But it is about the trying it for a while. Let's be clear. 
Um, so anyway, I just wanted to kind of, I just, because of this couple that I taught, like it's again, these lists, like they're brutal. And sometimes they're the expense of our day to day. Again, I'm talking baseline here. So if you're so hyper-focused on some things that you have to eat every day because you've been told essentially that these are things that you should put in your body every day, just, just understand no other species in the world concerns themselves on that level with food, period, period. We wouldn't concern ourselves with food on that level, period, period, if we were walking around nature. We would just find food and we would eat it and it would be different or it would be the same depending on where we were and how long we stayed in that one place. I mean, how crazy of a system have we developed now with the amount of choice, the unprecedented uh, access to healthy food, we're not taking advantage of it. And it's just, it's just, it's got, it's off the freaking rails. Again, you know how I know? Because we're not getting healthier. We're not getting happier. We're just kind of not. I don't have to tell you about it. But until that happens, and if it happens in whatever way it happens, and if it's not the way that I uh, was advocating, I'd be, I'll still be happy. I'll be like, fantastic. I was wrong. But everybody's healthier and happier as a result of somebody else's opinion. Great. I mean, I want to live in that world. I just think I have the right answer for now, but I could be wrong. But I'd love to live in a world that whatever solution it is, somebody gets it. And, you know, different people need different solutions. My solution doesn't work for everybody. It's what it is. Um, I want to also mention a, a couple, a couple, couple other things. Um, I don't weigh in on politics. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, this is not a political podcast and I'm not going to weigh on politics here in terms of, um, what side I'm on or thing like that. I, I, I really try to remove myself from, from any sort of group groupy type stuff. Cause it's just not my bag. I'm about the ideas. Here's why. Because when we have labels, even in the dietary realm, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, you know, everybody has, they come to the table with opinions about that. And all of a sudden, the ideas get lost. When I'm going to weigh in on, on the politics only to say that we, this week, that there was a major tragedy in the United States. Again, you can be listening to this five years from now, 2020 or 2022. I, I was told there's no math. I have no idea how to add five to 2017. I have no idea. And you may be listening to this and it's irrelevant uh, about what happened, but something did happen. And then all of a sudden, the arguments and the things happen uh, in, in, the, in the political spectrum. And again, I'm not going to weigh in on where my opinion is. Probably if you know who I am, you're going to have a general idea, I guess. I don't know. I really don't go there for a reason because I feel like it muddles my message, which is about health and happiness. But it's related to health and happiness because of this reason. We, and I, and I find this to be manifest hyper-manifested in, in the political realm, which is we land, however we land into our opinions, however we land into identification, how we, how we identify ourselves, whether that's Republican, Democrat, independent, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, however we land into this idea, into this box that how, within which we define ourselves, if we define ourselves as part of a larger group. However that happens, and I'm not a psychotherapist, and I don't care. I really don't. I don't care. I'm not saying it's not worth caring about. I don't care. That's not my, I just have no desire to, to sort of find out where somebody, how they got to where they're getting. What I care is, however you landed in that opinion and that self-identification, I, I care that you have the ability to take off again, to, to, to maybe be locked in a certain way in the foundation of your beliefs and your opinions and your I, way you identify yourself but do you have the ability to, to to step out of that and 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 look at it and say yeah I'm going to keep that one keep that one but I'm not going to keep that one um 
when when we this is what I believe, and when we have an, the ability to step out of this place, uh, I believe that we we as a species actually have way more in common than we think we do. I think we we lose what we're in com- what we have in common when we first and foremost go to how we identify with ourselves. We say I am this, and that that label makes it very difficult for us to to lock into certain ideas that maybe somebody on the opposite so-called side maybe shares these ideas, but we never get to that point to discuss that because I'm this thing and you're that thing. And we're going to stop at the label and therefore you're different than I am because my word label is different than your word label. So therefore we can't share anything in common. And that's absolutely not true. Uh, Just not true. Um, when we're so enslaved to the picture of who we are, regardless of how we got there, that's when things fall apart. Is it related to health and happiness? You bet your ass it's related to health and happiness. I mean, this is about my work, which is to help people get past uh, this idea of who they are and however they got there, which is uh, I'm just somebody who binges. I'm an overeater. I'm a, you know, the way that we use language is super fascinating to me because we can say something that sounds like it is who we are. Well, I've, I'm a binge eater. I've heard that. I've heard it all the time. I hear it in smallsteppers.com. I over, I'm an overeater. And I go, but wait, really? And I want to question that because I believe that it is not how we've been acting that defines us necessarily. Um, I think it is how we identify ourselves that defines us. But we never ask the question of how we actually identify ourselves because we look into the world and go, well, I've done this, this, and this. That's me. It may be not you. Oh, I was raised a Republican because my dad was a Republican. I was raised a Democrat because my parents were Democrats. And th- and we never get beyond that. And maybe it's worth looking at because maybe there's shades of gray there. But you're never going to get to that point because you were raised this way. And you and that's same with, with health and happiness. Same exact thing. I'm saying, what do you value? Not value what I'm telling you to value. I'm saying, what do you value? When you ask that question, then... The label should come after that, if ever. But I'm like label free. I don't even want to talk about labels. I don't want to talk about names, titles, nothing, nothing. I don't give a crap because I don't, because that's a, 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 a to me, it traps people. It, it, it literally keeps the box sealed. Now, is being a small stepper a, a label? Y- yes, it is. And I understand that, but I'm just telling you very clearly that the small stepper's philosophy isn't about concrete things. It isn't eat this thing. It isn't exercise this way. It isn't, here's your opinion on whatever in the political spectrum is happening. It is a way to approach your life such that you are maintaining a certain level of openness and and a certain level of malleability and adaptability to allow you to find a life in your own with your own power that works for you. That's what that is. It's an approach, but not about the concrete. And again, uh, you know, whether you go, well, I, I asked and I really believe, I, I realize that I believe this, 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 and this. And oh, by the way, that seems to fit into that label. And that if that works for you, fantastic. But what a great way to get to that versus, well, this is how it's always been. So this is where I'm going to stay. I think that that's trapping. And again, I'll say it one more time. When you ask that question and sort of look back with enough perspective, you may keep all the things that you've you grew up with. It doesn't mean you have to do the opposite just because you shed a light on it and when said, listen, my parents raised me this way, so now I'm going to look at it and do the opposite. Of course not, because you're still, in that case, you're still letting something external define you, which is now I'm going to do the opposite of what my parents told me to do. Okay, well, that's the same thing as doing exactly what your parents told you to do. It's the same way. You're still letting that thing determine you. 
But if you say, I'm going to look at this really for a moment. And again, this is kind of come down to moments, and this is my small steps approach. But getting those moments in your life where you can ask those questions may mean that you go, yeah, actually, this kind of works for me. Like, I do dig this. Like, I was raised this way, and it works. Like, I really like it, and I'm healthy and happy. And maybe I'll tweak this thing over here. But you're not doing a, you know, out of hand just shift or acceptance. Just, I'm not doing that, or I'm just going to do it. And and again, you who's getting lost in the mix? You. You're getting lost in the mix. Small stepper says, no, get that back. Don't let that go because that is what will be success for our species is more people who can think for themselves in a way that is idea-based and not label-based because then we can talk about ideas and then we can discuss ideas and what we agree on or not or the subtleties and maybe we can adjust and, and, and negotiate this and maybe we can negotiate our worlds better. But man, just what happens, boom, locked in. Well, you're not my in my group and I'm not in your group and you don't do the diet that I do and you so you suck and it's just it's just never nothing good ever comes of it. That's why I step out completely out of that realm. Um for those of you who know me, I speak at VegFest. I mean, I've made a decision about my own life and my family with Lisa and our kids and how we raise them. That's a decision I made. But notice, if you've listened to any of my 212 episodes, I've never said ever that you should follow a certain diet. I have clients, most of my clients don't follow the same diet that I follow, by far. They're moving in a direction how far they get to don't know, don't care. I want to empower them with a system that gets them to the balance, that gives them the joy that I think that they deserve and that they want. But never have I said, hey, by the way, you should eat this way. I want to talk about ideas. I've also said, I've never said you should exercise this way. I'm a runner. I don't give a crap if anybody, if you, anybody listening to this runs. I don't care. I think moving your body is more natural than not. And I'm going to argue that till the cows come home. How you find what you like to do movement-wise, up to you. I just want you to be open to it. So where you have a ability to approach your life so that you find something that you love and you don't get locked into, well, dancing's not technically exercise because it's not yoga and it's not running and it's not walking and it's not tennis. So you tell me why dancing in your living room to music isn't exercise. Well, I want to break that down Let's, and just throw out the word exercise and go, hey, moving your body is more natural than not. And if you dig and have a good time dancing in your living room, probably to Simple Minds or English Beat, or talking heads, those are the three I would say. Again, I'm a practitioner, so I'm going to recommend those very clearly. Um, then how is that a bad thing? How is that a, not the most amazing thing? And saves you having to go to a spin class that you think you should be doing because for I don't even know what. Right? Okay, am I right? Am I? Yeah, of course. You, if I weren't right, you would say so right now, and I'm not hearing any voices. Mm. I'm having a cerveza right now. Got to tell you. Mm. We have leftover beer from um, the party, was it last week? Wow, this is a long, it's been a long week. This is a Sunday, by the way. I've got a, I've got a, um, a parent-teacher conference tomorrow after, after work on Monday when I usually do the podcast. So because I'm, uh, you know, adaptable, uh, anybody listening to this knows that uh, I have a little issue. Ha- I've had issues with that. Um, but because I'm adaptable, doing it on a Sunday. And feeling good about it. I mean, I'm glad it's like during the day, I got a beer. It's not the during the day, day. It's like 5.30. I'm not having a beer at 10 a.m. I'm just, I'm just saying. But we had some beer left over from the party that my lovely wife, Lisa, uh, threw for me after the launch of my book at this local bookstore in town. Had a good crowd and then and, and, and had some friends over after and had some Mexican food and, and some beers and there's some left over. I don't have to explain. I'm just saying that that's why I'm having a beer because I have some in the refrigerator. Why? What other reason do you need? I mean, right? 
Um, I'm also going to weigh in. This is a very controversial episode, but it's not, is it? It's really not. Whoa, he's just talking about ideas. Yeah, exactly. Hmm? Yeah. Have you guys seen the movie What the Health? Uh-oh. Hair on the back of the neck? Did that cut? That came- oh, oh my gosh. You guys are like fighting again. There's a lot of controversy around that movie. And honestly, God, it's, honestly, it, it exhausts me. Like it exhausts... You know why? Because again... And, and, and it's a fine movie. Uh, it's definitely not a perfect perfect movie. But I, I've just, uh, somebody Facebooked me a little like rebuttal to the movie. And I just read it and I was like, oh, for the crying out loud, like you're missing, we're missing the point. And again, like this is now about food. And so if you get into the research battle, there's going to be research to prove one point. And there's going to be research to prove the opposite point, And that's the bag. And nobody has time to get to the bottom of research ver- Few people do. Garth Davis, friend of mine who wrote Proteinaholic, that guy gets into research. He knows who funds it. He knows if it works as a as in terms of the research model. He's 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 got it dialed in. Um, but most many of us don't have time. I mean, I read research as well. Um, but I tell you, like I'm more of a philosopher than I'm a researcher. Why? Because I don't want to get into a thing about research with somebody. I don't, I don't want I don't want to talk about uh, high fat diets versus low. I know this fact that. High carbohydrates diet, high carbohydrate diets work. That I know. I'm not saying that they're the only ones that work. I'm saying that they do work. Um, I'm so exhausted by the this whole like, no, it does not work. Yes, it works. There are plenty of of, and I, I always think it's like funny like to prove that let's say a high carbohydrate diet works. You have to you have to run. They have to be rich roll and going to Sweden and running like freaking however many miles, 46 miles and swimming. So you have to pull that off. You can't just like be generally healthy and happy. You have to go like way, oh, well, I guess it's okay then. He did run 46 miles and swim six miles in rough water. So I guess you can pull off the diet that he does. Like how much more does he have to do to freaking prove that this is like a long-term way to do it? Is it the only way? No. Is he telling you not to? I mean, Rich is a buddy, so I, I love him because I'm going like, Rich, you're kicking ass. Like, we got it. It's good. And he should do that if he if it's fun for him. And I hope that it is. But I think there's this need of like, look what I can do on this diet. Not for Rich, but I mean just people. And like, they're going to go to, well, look at Scott Jerk. Look what he did. But I'm going like, yeah, but look at the people who are living normal not lives and not doing feats of athleticism that are doing just fine. I'm doing fine. My family's doing fine. We eat the way we eat and we're doing fantastic. If that's not proof enough, then you're probably married to the way that you eat and that's fine, but just let it go. I don't want to talk about food anymore. I'm so exhausted by food. But to have this discussion of the can you be this way and be an athlete? Of course you can. Jiminy Christmas. Of course you can. I just did a radio interview. Maybe I'll, if I think about it, I'll put it in the show notes in Portland because I'm going up to Portland next week. And this local radio station interviewed some of the speakers for the VegFest. And I was, he's like, can you, you know, can you pull off this and be an athlete? I'm like, of course you can. Why do we have to talk about this anymore? Of course you can. Do, do it or don't, but don't discuss can you because, and I was not mean about it. I mean, we had a really nice conversation, but that's how I feel. I'm like, geez, do we have to discuss it anymore? If you want to eat the way you eat, eat the way you eat, but don't have this, like, can you? Of course you can. I've didn't, I ran 50 miles after I changed my diet 15 years ago. You know, like it's, 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 it's good. Can you also run 50 miles and not eat at all like I eat? Of course. But let's not let's sort of get past that and get to where to the business of living the lives that we want to live. Okay, if you want to watch what the hell, watch it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. To get into controversy about it means you're wasting your time. Go live your life and find something that works for you. Gather the information from multiple sources. What feels good for you, 
on a nutritional level, an ethical level, an environmental level, what locks it up to you personally, then take steps, I'm going to say via my small steps approach, to bring that lifestyle into your life more and more each day. You go nuts and do it overnight, you're going to burn out and be pissed about it and be restrictive and militant and and, and constraining. If you ease your way in a way that works for you, you'll last with it, you'll learn how to be that person and you'll live that way for the rest of your life in a way that is non-stressful and only life affirming and not restrictive. Dig? Jeez, I'm out of breath. I haven't even been able to take a sip of my beer. You've got me so upset this week. <clears throat> you guys did. Mm. Have you seen What the Health? Yes. Yeah, I watched What the Hell. <clears throat> I thought it was fine. I mean, I thought it was fine. I thought it was, they did a good job. Those guys know what they're doing. They put up research. They're they're not like t- there's some stuff I go like really I don't you know but I get but again like I don't I I, I don't I watch it because somebody's like you got to watch it. Have I recommended it? Sure. I go check it out. Think for yourself on it. See what you think. Do they have an agenda? Of course they have an agenda. You tell me a documentary that doesn't have an agenda. You show me a documentary where somebody just, a woman or a man just set up a camera and just let life go by and they didn't have a weigh-in on what they were shooting and a message they were trying to get across. Uh, It'd be boring. That would be the worst documentary in the world. This is just a street of people walking by. There's not even end credits. What did they, did they know the camera was on? Because this is not funny or fun or even informative in any way. I've seen a street. I've been on a street. That's, yeah, that's how that is. Speaking of which, I'll be in Portland uh, this weekend. And announcement, this is for real. Uh, This is going to excite you guys. I'm going to Boston the week after. It was not happening. I've tried to get into the Boston Veg Fest for a couple years now, and they just kind of shine me on. I don't know why. I don't. I, maybe because I'm from California, and all people from Boston hate all people from California. Again, I'm really about defining people by you know groups like location is a perfect one. Like everybody who lives in Boston is exactly the same. That's just my opinion. Um, but I've sort of you know my assistant sort of emails them and go, hey, you know, Sid's out there. You got you know do so. So the Stanford Inn is 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 sponsoring the Veg Fest. So I was sending them some stuff for the Stanford, which I do every year. And I said, hey, listen, just putting it out there again for 2018, just floating it again. If you, you know, if you're looking for a speaker, I got a new book out. It's on healthy families. People are digging it. I'm going she writes back, boom, nailed it. Uh, we just had a cancellation. Can you show up in a, in, in just over a week? And I was like, yes, I can. Because no, here's what I do be- better than anybody else. Literally better than anybody else. Uh, second string. I do, I, I'm B team. I'm the B team. I'm B team. You you got a cancellation in your A team. Guess who's guess who's stepping up? The, Sid Garza Hillman taking it right to the mat. B team. Now in high in junior high, I played basketball. I was third string. So uh, I think I have improved since then. I'm kind of up one string. I'm 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 I've improved by one string. Now I am second string. Uh, a few years ago, they probably would have said our first person canceled, then our second person canceled, and now you're going to come off as point guard off the bench, and you're only 4'11". How is it possible that a kid in eighth grade is only 4'11"? I don't know. I'm not going to answer those questions. Probably lack of protein. SoCal Veg Fest the week after that. Here's my crazy schedule. Are you guys ready? October 14th and 15th, Portland. October 22nd, Boston. October 28th and 29th, Costa Mesa, SoCal Veg Fest. November 4th, Tampa Bay Veg Fest. Uh, December 10th, I'll be at Sanctuary Bistro. And they've got some people coming over there to say hi to me. It's December 10th, Sanctuary Bistro, I'll be doing a book signing, a little talk probably. I, I'm going for the free food. I've got to be, I got to be honest. Sanctuarybistro.com, going for the free food. Um, and then in January, <coughs> uh, Sedona. 
Arizona, and in May, right now, New York City Veg Food Fest. So those are my, that's my lineup. I got a one, two, three, seven things to do uh, pretty damn soon. So am I excited about it? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I love, one of the things I love most, and I love this podcast, um, and I love my YouTube channel, is, uh, is speaking to the people, speaking to groups of people in person. Is it just me? Is there a little bit of a backlash on the, and this is why I like smallsteppers.com because it's again, oh, and by the way, like I'm thinking about doing like an exclusive Facebook thing now for that. I don't know. I don't see again. I'm always very hesitant about social media because I want to open this up, but then I don't want, I can't be on there all the time. So my assistant would be like managing it kind of, but I don't want there to be any nutty nut nut. Like I don't want there to be like, you, you should do this. And why can't you do that? You didn't do that very well. And just that kind of thing that we take off our any sort of restraint or filter because we're not physically next to somebody in social media. So we just say stuff we would never say in person. I'm worried about that. I think it's going to be okay. I might give it a shot. Um, but that's what that's my fear of that. Um, but with that said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to again, I'm open to sort of giving this a shot. Um, but the reason I, I love speaking in front of groups is because it's physical. I mean, frankly, and, and, and I just, it, yeah, it's physical. When you're with somebody, it just makes a difference. It's when you're with somebody, it makes a difference. How you communicate, your level of respect, your level of consideration are all adjusted down in the social media realm and up in the actual physical I'm next to you realm. It can't be a jag off. Um, <clears throat> did, I, did I say that out loud? Did I say I did? I said that out loud. Oh, man. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, let's talk about the subject of this week's podcast, okay? And I will tell you as an aside one thing that bothers me. Um, my foot is bruised, okay? My foot is bruised, and it bothers me. I was walking. I wasn't even running. For those of you like, see, you shouldn't run in the barefoot thing. I was freaking walking on my driveway. I stepped on a rock in a very odd way, um, and it just dug right in the between the ball of my like the ball of my foot has like kind of two pads, the one on the right and the one on the left of the foot, and right in between, just jacked it right up there, and um. And then I followed it up with something that's like kind of not intelligent. And here's what I followed it up with. Um, I went for a run a few days later with Sid, my training partner, in my sandals that I run in that I love. And I just didn't think about it. So again, can I lead most of these things to me not thinking or not paying attention enough? Yeah, 100%. And I, I'm glad that I'm okay looking at that going, not my fault. I just totally it's my fault. Totally is my fault. I made a mistake. I wasn't paying attention when I was walking around. That's, you know, it happens. I'm talking to Lisa or whatever. And I'm looking at the freaking horse. And I step on a rock. That fine, but the going for a run with my sandals not the smartest thing. I didn't pay attention to my body going. Hey, by the way, listen, shh, over here, Sid, Sid, Sid. Your foot hurts. Just FYI. Um, put down the espresso and attend to the foot. So I go for a run on trails, and I just Sid goes, "Are you? Why are you running like a crazy person?" I go, "Because I'm in pain." Uh, and then, sure enough, just boom, boom, boom. Um, and kind of let that roll. So then it was hurting more. Then I went for a run with Bree and Sid about a week later, figuring a week, okay, I wore shoes. Um, but it's not happening. It just was still painful. And I have a little like bump. Like it's really like a thing. And so I'm off I'm off running for until it gets better. I'm kind of walking around. It seems to be a little better. I'm taking it easy. Is it hard for me not to run? I guess. Is it me to not run in this situation? Yeah, totally me. So it feels good. Like it feels like I have the liberation to go like, this ain't me. Uh, I don't push through this kind of stuff. It's not, I'm not invested like that. I love exercise. So have I been not exercising at all? No, because I'm a small stepper. So I do push-ups throughout the day. I do squats throughout the day. Um, 
Kind of cool, right? So I'm not not moving. I'm running stairs and boots, and it's not it's not hurting me. So it's it's just I'm not on trails. I'm not going for a quote a run. Am I still exercising? You bet your ass I'm exercising. Kind of cool, right? The way the see we we don't have to not the all or nothing. I'll probably talk about that next week. The all or nothing thing comes up all the time, right? Just because I can't run doesn't mean I don't move my body. It's like okay, I better I'm gonna move it this way because this dig this makes me happier to continue moving my body throughout the day, right? Okay. Glad we had that discussion. Um. Let's get into the episode uh, title, but but actually, wait one more quick thing. <laughs> I just want to—I I, I really get to the title. I swear, um, I'm reading a book, and I—I I know I'm reading a book. Is that amazing, you guys? Apparently, there's these things that are made out of like paper and stuff, and you can hold them uh, that aren't screens. Like if you touch the page, nothing happens. I mean, nothing—it's just you feel paper on your finger. Um, but when I was traveling to. Uh, I can't remember where I was going. Maybe it was North Carolina. I forgot to bring the book that I was reading. And so I just bought a book in the airport. And one of the things I wanted to mention is 99.9% of the books in the airport were completely uninteresting to me. I mean, I kept picking up books going like bestseller and I'd read the back and I'd be like, no, eh, no, who's buying these books? How are they bestsellers if I'm not interested in them? How are people not exactly interested in exactly the same things I am? I don't understand that at all. I found, I stumbled upon one book mostly because Sometimes I do judge a book by its cover because I figure if you take enough time to make a cool cover, somebody's paying attention to something, right? Uh, am I wrong about that? Yeah, I'd probably. Uh, but it's called News of the World. I'm not here to recommend a book. I'm just saying I picked it up and I really like it. But here's the thing. I small stepped, uh, the reason I'm mentioning it in this podcast, because I, I put a step on my list. That is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick that book up and read it, I think, once a day is my basically my step. Once a day, no time on it. I'm just going to pick it up and read it for as long as is appropriate, given how I do that. Um, but there's another added bonus, and again, this is why I'm always advocating take care of yourself first so you can take care of others, is that I like the example that I set for my children that I'm reading a book. I am uh, struggling with the whole screen thing myself. Uh, I, I My kids have even said, like, why are you on your phone? Like, as soon as they say that, I realize, like, this is crap. Like, there's just nothing that important on my phone at any given time, including emails, that means I can't take breaks from it now and then. Um, you know, I run, in a bu- I run a business and I'm running it through the, the you know, through my phone sometimes because I have the emails and I'm working at the Stanford Inn and all those kinds of things. But can I take break? Of course. Um, is it is it making me happier to actually read a book? Yeah. Like, it really, really is. And it, it is it is calming and um, enjoyable and tactile in a way that I really, really enjoy and really realized I missed. And, and, and then I like the added bonus of my children seeing me read a physical book. I'm not mentioning it to them. I'm not like, look at, look at me, guys, reading a book. Look, at, look over here. <clears throat> it's not like that at all. This is not. I don't need to do that. That's not how you set an example. That's an example of somebody showboating what they're doing. The example I want to set is I'm reading a book because it gives me joy. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. That he's doing that, they might think, or not. I don't know. Either they might rebel and go, "I'm never going to read a book again because my father reads a book." Um, I don't know. Episode title: Melodrama. Now, as is often uh, the case, I have a very clever take on certain terms and certain phrases. Mellow, M-E-L-L-O-W, drama. Because because maybe somebody's listening to this, they didn't see the title of this of this week's podcast. <clears throat> Here's what I want to talk about this week. And the reason I talk about this is because, again, sometimes, you know, people I'm working with or, or, or just noticing in my life, I'll relay that to you and sort of my take on, hey, maybe this is a, another benefit of 
of small stepping, of, of acting, of, of bringing in things instead of, you know, restriction and not doing things instead of craft, crafting instead of an idea of bringing in. Um, there are, you know, I've seen many, many people and who get caught up in drama after drama. They're, it's just a drama, and maybe they feed off that, and maybe they're happy doing that. I don't know. Maybe that's true, and I'm not going to judge about that. I'm just saying if they're not, of course, that's my, that's my concern. But one thing that happens when you small step, and by, if you're just joining me, what that means is figuring out how to bring in new things that make you happier, like my book reading, in a way that is, is right in that nice window of adaptive stress. Too much, you burn out. Too little, you do nothing. In the adaptive stress window, you're doing something, you're acting and growing as a result of that action because you're keeping it in a situation that is allowing your body and mind to catch up with the action before you pile too much on and just your body and mind go, yeah, this is not, I'm not can't, I can't keep this up. Bear that in mind as you continue in your life to bring in things that make you healthier and happier that drama ensues I think when you are bringing in too much or in too much of a situation of stress or inaction where you're sort of things happen to you and you're swept up because you're not enough of an actor in your own life. This is how I this is how I look at it. Sorry, but this is how I do. When you're a small stepper and you're engaged on that level, there's an evening out. And I don't mean taking an evening out. Like I don't even know what that is. Lisa and I don't take an evening. We don't go on dates ever. Well, once a year. Um, I'm teasing not uh the evening out that occurs there is drama in the world and this comes back to sort of the thing that happened in the united states this week but there's enough drama in the world um whether we get swept up in that drama it is entirely up to us again i like to delineate i like to just set a line to show you the difference between what happens in the world and are part of what happens in the world. And, and people that you might know, or maybe it's you that seem to have drama after drama after drama, the small stepper goes, why is this happening? I want to make sure, where's the fix on this? The fix oftentimes, if not most times, is your ability to, to know who you are when these things happen. There's the knowledge of what it is, and then there's the way we act, react to that and use that knowledge. This goes for Look, office drama, relationship drama. I mean, there's people who are, you know, in a bad relationship and it's dramatic and it's crazy and it's dysfunctional and it just continues because they're not engaged enough on the way in the way that I advocate. Again, the drama that occurs in our lives, people that are you've probably met again, or maybe you, they're you, and and I want you to be aware of this is if you're in drama after drama after drama, you're there. You're part of it. Do not for a second think, I don't know why this is happening to me. Things are going to happen to you. But again, the level of drama, the level of swing of, I mean, sort of like I always relate to like yo-yo dieting, like you're not doing anything and you're doing this all the way and then you're not doing anything and you're doing this all the way. Um, The same thing with the drama in our lives, let's say office drama or relationship drama. There's a balance between how we manage that drama externally and how we manage that drama internally. How we manage it externally, if it's an office drama, let's say, is um, do we you know, confront the person who is involved in the thing? Do we sit down with them? And how do we sit down with them? That's managing that externally. How we manage it internally is are we getting involved in the first place in something that really is, does not concern us, the we, but, but yet we find ourselves because of how we've always sort of been getting involved in petty stuff that isn't important 
to us, really us, the deep down us. Again, if you're just joining me, I don't change people. I get people to become who they already are deep down. I just want them to know. That's why I don't tell somebody how to live. I just want you to get to the point where you know how you want to live, dig? Um, I'm about the internal management. There, there are plenty of, of, of coaching techniques and management training and, and transformational coaching I just heard about recently. A transformation coach. Great. None of those things mean squat. I will tell you right now, unless you are ready to act. Period. There's not a therapist in the world. My system means squat if you are not ready to do the work. I'm just not lying to you about the fact that there's work involved. I just, just talked to the smallsteppers.com group about how crucial it is to actually have a physical steps list because I've, you know, talked to plenty of people now over, you know, the four four years since my book came, first book came out and, and in this podcast and everything else who go, yeah, I've kind of fallen off the wagon. I go, okay, well, what, what's on your steps list? Oh, well, they're not managing a steps list. Well, that, this is, that's whole, that's the thing. I mean, you can't just, you can't be, you can't be following my small steps approach and not have a, a physical steps list. I mean, you can, but you can't fault my approach if you don't have the steps list. It's because you're not actually following my approach if you don't have a steps list. I mean, it is about maintaining a physical steps list, whether it's in your phone or it's on a piece of paper, but it's something external to you that you can actually look at. My point is, is that there's no therapist in the world, whatever his or her take or style is, that's effective if the person that's going to them doesn't want to take control of their own lives. The drama is already there in the world. It's there's We, we live in a netty net net world. Okay. I got, I, everybody gets that. Our ability to be a little bit outside of it enough to eke out a life of health and happiness that serves us is dependent on our ability to recognize what our part is in the drama in the world. Do you see what I'm saying? You read something on the news and it tanks you for a week or you read something on the news and you understand the place that it is in the world and you maybe want to act on it, but you even do that that is more in line with you and you don't let it affect your family life and you don't let it affect, you don't let it have control over the you. You don't say, I'm just going to hand my whole life over to this thing that happened in the world and I'm just, I'm at your mercy you 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 take that tack, drama is going to follow, drama is going to follow drama. That's going to be how you relate to people. That is going to be how you take care of yourself. That is going to be about office drama. That's going to be about world drama. If you are an uh, inactive, passive player in, in, in what happens to you externally, you will be inviting drama after drama after drama. Melodrama. Melodrama. Now, I say melodrama, like let's mellow that out a little bit. Let's even it out, not make it go away, but let's even it out. Again, your life is only, your, your ability to receive help in this, your ability to change your life, your ability to, to be a player in your life is dependent on you. It's, it's, I remember one time, um, I think I just launched the podcast actually, or I can't remember why, but I, but I decided to sign up for this. I'm not a, I'm not like a very good effective marketer. It's just, it's just not my, I don't have a lot of interest in it, but I, but I realized like, okay, I should probably, there's the should, I should probably sign up for this thing and like learn about marketing. And I found this online course that was like, you know, learn how to market. And, and I think I wanted to build my private client base or something. That, that's probably what it was. And, and so I was like, this sounds cool. And, and I read the promises you know, you're going to triple your clients or, you know, whatever, whatever it was. It sounded amazing. And so I signed up for it and I'm, I'm watching the videos and I'm doing the exercises and lo and behold, it's, they should just be like 
an asterisk by the title that, and then you read down at the bottom of the page and the asterisk says, by the way, you're going to have to get off your ass and do a ton of work. This is, nobody's doing this for you. Were the ideas in the marketing course great? Yes, they were great. Do I use them? Kind of, yes. But the thing is, is they were dependent on me. And they were kind of common sense in some, in kind of the same way that a lot of food knowledge is kind of, if we can get past our, you know, get beyond, get over ourselves, as it were, we kind of know the basic ideas. That's how this marketing was like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. Do I want to do it or not? Whole nother ball game. Because a lot of that stuff I didn't want to do, but I'm not going to fault that course. I'm sure that if I followed that exactly for long term, it would probably result in the things that they promised. Likewise, if there's a diet that you follow long-term, it's, a lot of diets are going to give you what you what they promise you. It's still dependent on you actually being the actor in the situation. I, I, th- I have to admit, like this is me, it's just me in the transparency of me, there was part of me who was like, I don't know if it was conscious or not, but when I took that marketing course, I was like, maybe this will, mag- in a way, magically <laughs> result in me getting more work. Um, it was alluring in that way. It was alluring. It really like it got me, and I was like excited about it. I thought maybe this is going to solve, you know, me developing my you know private practice. Like maybe this is the thing. Like maybe there's a little unknown secret that they're going to tell me, and when I flip that switch, I just clients are going to be beating down my door. What I learned was good, and it's great knowledge, and it's fine. And it is completely dependent on me getting off my ass and doing the work that I pretty much already knew I had to do in the first place. Period. Period. Um, again, I learned stuff, but it's all about me. It's all about how am I, what am I going to do? Do Am I going to do what it takes to make that happen? Or the small stepper says, is it worth it for me to do this, what it takes to make this happen? Is it going to make, am I still going to be able to maintain my health and happiness in that regard. And frankly, there was a few things that I just didn't feel comfortable doing. I mean, there's a ton of stuff I could be doing right now to gain greater, you know, marketplace share of the marketplace. As a podcaster and a YouTube, you know, I could do I could be focusing and taking courses on how to clickbait my YouTube videos, how to how to title them in a way that is going to bring a ton of listeners and viewers. In fact, interestingly, one of my most recent really well-viewed uh, YouTube videos is on the Wim Hof thing, completely unintentional. It's about consistency. And I said, it's, I did a video where I was, I've been doing the Wim Hof thing for over a year. So I've launched this video that's like one year in on the Wim Hof program. Let's talk about consistency. That was the thing. There was no clickbait intention at all. And I've got almost 5,000 views on it. It, it, it was completely unintentional and completely like just a side effect of like, oh, I guess that was a clickbait. Like, I guess that people got people's interest. How brilliant is that? Not brilliant, but for me, like good is what I mean by brilliant. I don't actually mean smart. But how wonderful is that for me? Like I get a well-viewed video and I didn't have to feel like a creep. This is just me personally. If you don't have a problem with it, then again, no judgment. But I would feel, I feel, I don't feel good about spending any amount of time trying to craft a perfect clickbait title. It's just not my bag. It's probably why I never as a musician got to the level of success that I would have liked. I wasn't willing to do whatever it took. I was willing only to do a, a sum of what it takes. Same thing here. Same thing with you guys. How much are you willing to do? At what point are you doing too much where it makes your life not good? Are you willing to ask the question along the way is that, is this working for me? Does this make me happy or is this creating 
upset and drama in my life day to day that I do not enjoy, I do not like, but I'm going to keep doing the thing because, well, that's just what I've done. That's just who I am, and that's just what I've done, and so I'm going to continue doing that thing. Well, it doesn't work for people. It doesn't really work. What works is that we stay engaged in the model of our lives. We stay engaged in the knowledge of the life we want to live before we read book one, before we do diet one. We know who we are. That is how you minimize drama in your life because the through line of all the craziness that happens in the world is you. And the more that's maintained, the more that is that is in your control, the 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 smaller the swings up and down. There is going to be up and down swings. That's a fact. But they're not going to be so violent. They're not going to be so way, way up and way, way crash and way, way up and way, way crash. They're going to be a little up, little down, little up, little down. And all the while, the day-to-day that I talked about at the beginning of this episode, all the while, the, the day-to-day is intact. And the day-to-day you, the most of the time you, is generally healthy and happy. And you can weather the storms in a way that you do not get swept up and banged around and bashed about by the stuff that is external to you. You are able to keep a healthy distance from from some of the craziness that is going to happen. And not only that, you're not afraid of when it does. And you're not trying to spend any amount of time avoiding the craziness. But you have a good footing that allows you to negotiate it better day-to-day. Okay, all right, I didn't even finish my beer. You guys are very rude. I mean, you just keep me talking to the point where I can't even finish the beer that I started over an hour ago. That is rude on every level, and I just, I just makes me so mad that, you know what, I'm not even gonna come back and do this podcast until next week. That's how angry I am. Are you guys enjoying the OMMW, the one-minute midweek on YouTube? If you haven't, checked that out. I'm doing a one-minute midweek video. There's a little message, it's one minute. So if you haven't subscribed to my channel, go to youtube.com, search on Sid Garza Hillman and, and, and just subscribe or go to sidgarzahillman.com and you can, you can buy stuff about the podcast and you can look at my videos and you can put your email address in and get a free chapter of my first book, Approaching the Natural, A Health Manifesto. You guys are awesome. I will be back next week for 213, episode 213. Next week, you guys, I'll be broadcasting probably from Portland. I don't know if I need to bring my microphone or not. We'll see how that flies out, right? Okay. In the meantime, you guys, do me a big favor. This is your task until I get back next week. Will you do me a favor? You will? Okay, awesome. Be well. When you sleep. Sleep on broken sleep. Fall to a place where all is sweet. Slowly drifting there And when you dream Dream of simple things Dream of the dream Of kings and queens Dream of found things And your sweet way So silent and safe 
hope I will always be what you want me to be. Wake to a sky that is almost blue To wishes that always come true So sadness will not look on you I hope I will always be what you want me to be Always be what you want me to be. 